Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, and we are continuing to watch uh, activities in our nation's capital, currently on the floor of the House of Representatives. Uh, the $1.9 trillion stimulus uh, package is being voted on. Uh, my guess is it's going to take probably another 10 or 15 minutes or so. There's about 144 uh, members of Congress, down to 139 now. 139 members of Congress have yet to cast their vote on that. Currently, uh, no Republicans have voted for the bill, and one Democrat has voted against it. And so we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, we expect that to be passed, uh, again, strictly on the party lines and then sent off uh, to the White House uh, for President Joe Biden's signature uh, to move that $1.9 trillion uh, package uh, into law and uh, checks and so on uh, moving forward. Uh, so as we come to the one-year point uh, of this pandemic, uh, a lot of lessons, of course, uh, that we picked up along the way. Uh, you've, as you've been listening today, we've been uh, focused on a lot of the impact on women, women in the workforce in particular, uh, what has been happening there and one of the things that I think we need to to make sure we stick around for or keep, even as we start to emerge from the pandemic, is a lot of of Americans rediscovered the kitchen table, uh, rediscovered what having dinner together as a family uh, looks like, sounds like, feels like, is like. Uh, and it just brought me full circle today in terms of going back to something that we talk about often on this show uh, and that is that we we do need to get back to the kitchen table. We do need to get back to those conversations that happen uh, as we get together as family, as friends, as neighbors, and in our communities uh, to have different kinds of conversations. Uh, I think back to uh, President Ronald Reagan as he was preparing to leave the White House, his final address to the American people. Uh, he's coming down uh, again, an eight-year run in office, a long political career. This is really his last uh, major voice to the nation as the president. And where he chose to finish that conversation with America, uh, I think is significant. I think it's stirring, uh, even today. And I think it's still something that we need to remember as things start to shift, as we start to move forward out of the pandemic. And let me offer lesson number one about America. All great change in America begins at the dinner table. So tomorrow night in the kitchen, I hope the talking begins. And children, if your parents haven't been teaching you what it means to be an American, let them know and nail them on it. That would be a very American thing to do. 
That may be of all the uh, lines from uh, President Reagan. He was known for a lot of great quips and and one-liners, uh, but that may be my favorite of all is to call out the children of America. If your parents haven't been teaching you what it means to be an American, let them know and nail them on it. <laughs> that would be a very American thing to do. And, of course, this idea that all great change in America begins at the dinner table, uh, and I think that's true. And I think that uh, really as we talk about uh, on a regular basis here that uh, the solution to any problem begins when someone says, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation about it. And I think it's one of the positive byproducts of uh, COVID-19 is that there are a lot of Americans who've rediscovered that uh, family time, that dinner time, that time around the table, and the magic that can happen inside of those very meaningful conversations, uh, outside of all of our uh, texts and tweets and social media rants, uh, where we can really get into that. Uh, and so as we look back uh, at one year going through this pandemic, all kinds of economic upheaval that's come with that, uh, civil unrest, political turmoil, uh, I I had hoped we'd be in a little better spot, to be honest, uh, as it relates to our dialogue, and, and yet we still find ourselves consumed on a pretty regular basis uh, with a lot of uh, bombast, a lot of very caustic rhetoric, uh, a lot of contempt, uh, a lot of personal uh, attacks and demonization. And that's just not how we're going to get things solved. Uh, and so I'm continuing uh, to invite everyone to join me at the kitchen table for a conversation. We can still do it socially distanced. You can keep your mask on if you like, uh, but we need to have a different kind of conversation. And we need to engage in that elevated dialogue, the deeper discussion, the more meaningful conversations. Uh, we can get past cancel culture. We can get past character assassination, all kinds of vitriol and social media posts. Uh, and, and we can have the conversation at the kitchen table, uh, virtually or otherwise, and we can have a, a different kind of conversation. And I think that's an important thing for all of us to commit to do as vaccines go, as, the, as our hope really gets parlayed into, into action and we start to re-engage in so many different aspects of life uh, that we remember that uh, we do need to come back to the table. Uh, we need to come back to that kitchen table on a regular basis because the truth is uh, we need more of that kind of, kind of dialogue. We need it in our communities. We need it in our state houses. We surely need it and sorely need it in our nation's capital and so it is time to to come back to that. Many of you have heard me quote uh, Gaylord Swim, founder of the Sutherland Institute, uh, great Utah, who passed far too soon. Uh, but he talked about our, our political climate and where we are. He said the political course often leads to power struggles, pride, vanity, and egocentric ambition, ending in acrimony. All too often it manifests itself in strident voices, character assassinations, protest demonstrations, cloakroom deals, and corruption. I think we've seen all of that uh, just in the in the past hour taking place uh, in our nation's capital. But then he talked about what it's going to take. He says, yeah, we need strong advocates, certainly, but it also takes a counterbalancing sense of humility, civility, and dialogue. Those are hardly the words we hear describing uh, our leaders in this country. Humility, civility, and dialogue. I think it's time, everybody, to uh, come back to the kitchen table. We'll save you a seat, and let's talk. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio's Inside Sources today. And as always, 
as you go out into the world. Make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.